Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Brooke. And we're coming to you today from our respective home offices in Portland, Oregon. Well, we've got some awesome news coming from CVEN, don't we, Brooke? We sure do. As you may already know, our annual user conference, CVEC Connect, is all about bringing people together for incredible live experiences. But even though we're not meeting in person this summer, CVent believes in the power of live. So we're excited to announce CVent Connect Virtual. That's right. This two-day event taking place August 25th through the 26th will give you the opportunity to hear directly from industry leaders, such as CVent CEO and founder Reggie Agarwal, and attend any of our 28 live breakout sessions discussing everything from virtual and hybrid events to safety and security to event marketing and program strategy for when in-person events resume. We'll also be hosting virtual meetups and appointments with both CVent and some of our industry partners. And Cody, you want to know what the best part is? What? It's all at no cost to event and hospitality professionals. What? Free? That's amazing. I can't wait for the entire meetings and events community to come together. Make sure to secure your spot today by registering at cvent.com podcast and click on the CVent Connect banner. I cannot wait. CVent Connect Virtual is coming to everyone this August 25th through 26th. That's cvent.com slash podcast and click on the CVent Connect banner to register for free today. We are joined today by Faye Sharp from the UK. She's the founder of Fast Forward 15 and she's going to talk to us about how she used her experience to stay positive and productive during these times. She has some incredible tips on how to position yourself if you're looking for work. That's right. So let's get to the conversation with Faye. Faye, thank you so much for joining. Can you start by giving us a little bit of background on how you ended up at where you are today? Yeah, first of all, hi everyone in America. Lovely to speak to you all. And and Cody and Brooke, thank you for having me. Um, I'm calling you from sunny Godalming, which is the home of the holiday. Do you remember that movie with Cameron Diaz? Yes, yes. I know that. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's where I'm calling you from. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about my, my sort of uh, start in, in, in life and my career. So I don't come from a very well-off background. I actually um, was, was born and lived in a, a council house, which in, in the US would be a tin house. Um, and my parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, my dad worked really hard, worked six days a week as a janitor. And um, he died suddenly when I was 14, which was really unfortunate because mum didn't have any money. So I had a choice. And the choice was to find my way and make a success of myself or, or, or not. So I chose, obviously, to, to go for it. And I put myself through university. Um, and, uh, when I started my first job, I was very, uh, sure of myself. Um, I, my boss asked me what I wanted to be. And without thinking, I said to him, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. And he laughed at me, which you should never do. Don't laugh at me because I'm actually quite a determined person. And it almost sort of spurs me on to actually be even more determined to achieve something. So when I hit 30, I actually owed somewhere in the region of about six, $700,000 in business loans and debts and what have you. However, I reset my goals. And when I hit 40, I sold my business, which was an event agency, the largest in the UK, a company called Zybrant. Um, I sold that uh, for 15.9 million and I achieved my goal. And it wasn't just about the money. It was about success, being a role model and 
I wanted to be someone so I could help other people. Oh my gosh. That is the, the greatest story. I like, I need some of your energy, Faye, to some of that inspiration. I, I am annoyingly positive, uh, but I think, you know, I think positivity breeds positivity. So I'm a great believer in what you put out there is what you get back. So I try to put out good stuff and I get a lot of good stuff back. That's my motto. So, and, and yeah. also one of my other key things always is to believe in yourself. So I always tell, um, you know, all my mentees and people I work with, you know, you have to believe, you have to start with yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You believe in yourself, then everything else follows. So, yeah. I'm so, a firm believer in that as well, Faye. People say I have a lot of confidence, but you know, it's a, it's a lot of just believing in yourself and setting some goals and trying to reach those dreams. And what I love about your story too, is that it didn't exactly happen the way that you expected, but it was all very positive. You were able to pivot. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not easy. I mean, uh, when I sold the business it, back in 2007, uh, I sold it twice, actually. I sold it and then I bought it back with one of the partners that um, had, had bought the business. And then we sold it again. And it's now, uh, Zybrant is now part of BCD Meetings and Events, which is a great meetings company. They're fabulous uh, to work with and, and they've been great, um, uh, you know, throughout so the time I've, I've worked with them. But so, so fast forward 15, you might say, well, where did that come from? So when I sold the business back in 2007, I, um, I think I, I, I felt I was really lucky. I'd worked hard at being lucky though. And I decided that I wanted to not just be successful with business and have do well financially, but I also wanted to give something back. I wanted to, 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 to help other people. Um, and it wasn't until about 2011 when I was at a meetings and events uh, industry uh, awards, and it was the Events 100, where um, they celebrate the top 100 people in the events industry. And about 78% of the top 100 were men, okay, which was fab for the guys. But I was like, hang on a minute. Where are, you know, bearing in mind our industry is 75% female. I was going to say that. There's a lot of women in the yeah. events industry, so that seems a little off. So I challenged the organizers and I said, why are there not, you know, why are there not more women here in this top 100? And she said, well, the, the, the women don't seem to put themselves forward for this. And so I looked a bit more into it and really found out that uh, there was a bit of a cult or there has been a confidence issue with, with women over the years. Uh, in that we, we tend to hold back until we're 100% good at something before we actually say, yeah, I can do that. So I, back in 2014, I decided to um, create a mentoring program, a free of charge, not-for-profit mentoring program for women in the events industry, supported by men and, uh, men and females. Um, and I came up with a, a brand, Fast Forward 15, uh, I reached out to my network um, of like 25 years of working in this industry and asked people that I respected, would you, would you be a mentor for a year? Uh, I worked on a program, writing a, a governed program. So it wasn't just like hooking two people up for coffee. I wanted it to be something more substantial so that people actually went through a whole year of growing and developing themselves and, and being the best that they could be. Um, and then I put this out to in all the, the UK industry magazines and I had like 250 applications in the first year. So, um, and, and there it went from there really. So uh, the program is different to other mentoring programs out there in that um, 
people have to apply first of all and i only pick 15 women every year to have a place on, on this program um and they get uh, a year's worth of one-on-one -on -one mentoring with a senior person male or female um from the industry but they also get training days with me so we do a, a training day where we look, look at things like pitching or building their brand or we do vision boards um so they really get a lot out and we also try and help them attend things that they might not normally have attended. So for example, I might try and get them to a board meeting or uh, go to a networking um, program that they might not have been able to attend otherwise. So they come out at the end of the, the year, I think with a, a huge um, degree of uh, experience, they build a network and they create an alumni that actually goes on way beyond that year. Um, and the last thing they have to do is they have to put on a charity event. They have no budget. Um, with the intention of raising money for charity, other women's charities, and also supporting the FF15 program. So, um, yeah, and, and this is year five, so um, it must be something right, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, what does fast forward 15 mean? But I think I got the 15 part. Yeah, so it's you, like trying to fast forward okay. 15 women's careers, or, you know, and it might not be that someone wants to be on the board or they might not want to be the director of whatever or the VP or whatever you want to call it. Someone just might want the confidence to stand up and speak at a, an event or they might be in a situation where, um, you know, they, they, they never put their hand up when someone asks, you know, who's got some input. So sometimes it's just small baby steps and sometimes it's people with huge ambition to set their own businesses up. So we do get a variety of people that want to be part of the program, which is wonderful. That's fantastic. I love that. And I feel like you probably have just a wealth of information and knowledge to pass on to these 15 people every year. And um, I feel like part of that is probably some advice on how to prepare yourself for getting back into it. So what kind of advice can you give our listeners about how to prepare for, you know, getting back into it? If you're at home now and you're furloughed or you're working from home or, or whatever the situation is, have a routine. Don't just, you know, wake up when you feel like it and do a bit of work and put your pajamas on. And I, I by the way, I have got trousers on today. I'm wearing real trousers, not pajamas. So it's good. Um, <laughs> So, so try and have a routine. So try and work out a time that you're, you're going to get up. Make sure also that you get outside and you do some exercise. So, and I think if you can slot this into a day, like a walk or a yoga uh, DVD or video, whatever, or Netflix or whatever it is, try and get something in there. If you have a dog, take that out for a walk. Um, and so you're not sat at the computer for the whole day. You're actually getting up and down and actually doing things. And I think also break your day up into segments so you're doing different things so that when you do go back to work and, and I think a lot of us will actually go back to work from home again. I think the world has changed and we may not be going back to an office all the time. Um, it means that you're going to be better prepared for um, the new world as, as we, we change the way we work. I love that. My dog certainly appreciates when I take him out for a little walk. <laughs> There's been a lot of people who, you know, maybe they've been furloughed and they're looking for work, but, you know, they're looking to build their skill sets too, because yeah. there is a lot that goes into the events industry. Do you have any advice on what they should focus on? Yeah, I mean, obviously we all have different disciplines, i.e. we're all doing slightly different jobs. Some people may be in marketing or some people may be uh, venue sourcing or logistics or other areas of the events industry. So I think obviously it depends on you. Um, I 
one of the things I did, because I am a bit crazy, is I signed up for 15 diplomas, which I'm on three. I've completed three so far. Uh, just an online company. I mean, you know, but it, really interesting. So I've done everything from canine dog behavior, which is for my dog because he's crazy too, through to social media. I'm, I've got one that I'm going to do next, which is um, creating a book um, or getting a book uh, ready for publishing. Um, also, I'm being a mentor. I'm doing a master NLP. So I think go, find a, a, a company that does good online courses that's got a good reputation. I found one they were doing like courses for twenty nine dollars, normally like four hundred, but because we're all stuck in, they were doing like an offer. So I just book, block booked fifteen. So I'm working my way through that. Um, and just put you know you don't need to race through it. Maybe put yourself an hour a day that you do that where. It's something either that you want to learn about that will um, benefit you or something that is going to be good for your career. So find a company that does something good and look at the courses they do and look at what, where are your gaps in your skill set. In your social media course that you yeah. did, did you find yeah. out any good tips or tricks for people who are looking for jobs? Um, do you know what? I think one of the key things now, so bear in mind, guys, I know I look really young, but when I first started my career, I had a PA who actually had a typewriter. Okay. So I have had to learn the, the hard way, but if you'd have said to me that, could you do the things that I do now on, you know, on my social media, I'd have said no five or six years ago, but you have to, it's the way, the way of the world and it's how we all work. So I've, one of the things I've done is during this period that I've had more time, I've revamped my Instagram, for example, it was an area I was maybe neglecting, um, so I'm looking a lot more at how the feel of it is. I'm trying to create a, a brand image for FF15 that sort of uh, fits in, but also give some really valuable tips on there that actually will help people. So I'm talking about positivity. I'm talking about goal setting. I'm talking about what will travel look like when we go back. Things that are relevant, but also the human side of it. Like, so I, I posted the other day, I had a bad day, a really bad day. And so I posted that one of the things I have um, is a theme tune, like a little power tune, you know, that if I'm having a bad day, I, I play this and it's um, uh, Fireball by Pitbull. I don't know if you know that song. It's, I was not expecting that song. <laughs> you no, know, it's like a little, it's a salsa. I, I, I do uh, dancing and it's like a salsa song. And, you know, it's one of those songs, it's just really like upbeat and uplifting. And so I always say to people, um, when they're a bit down or whatever, maybe get a theme tune or get a song that really gets you going and put that on. Cause I think that's a good way of re-motivating yourself. So, so going back to the, the social, um, I think make sure what you're putting out there is relevant. The worst thing you could do is be putting stuff out on social media that actually is not relevant for today's environment. So um, that's just a, a tip. And I think, I think spending time on your personal brand is really worth it you know you, you if you're going to be looking for a job or even if you're in a job or whatever your situation is building your own personal brand up is only beneficial um i mean i've spent 25 years building my brand um and now i have my own my own business is me really the ff15 i've sold my previous business but i have my own personal brand and and that might be something you want to do in the future so you've got to start somewhere yeah, like I use 
um, I use social media in different ways, right? So Instagram and Facebook is kind of like more my personal, like my family yeah. follows me and my yeah. friends, but LinkedIn yeah. and Twitter, that's more my professional persona. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I'm tweeting articles about the industry and things like that. So taking a look at your social media is never a bad idea. Absolutely. And I think you're right. Choose, choose the, the medium that you want to, you, you know, you're fully entitled to have your own personal things. Obviously keep those settings closed if you don't want that to be um, out there in you know industry. But uh, I personally, I'm on everything. So, um, and yeah, yeah I, I, I like to communicate with, and different people like different mediums, but LinkedIn is a great one. Um, I think LinkedIn is a really good one uh, for the business community for sure. For sure. And for all of our listeners out there, Faye actually has all of her social media links in the background right now on her our video cast, which is so cool. The first time I've seen that on our video cast. Love Yay. it. Hey, Faye, I just wanted to ask, like, one of the things we've been talking about on our podcast is how great of an idea it is to update your resume, your CV. Oh, yeah. um, do, you have, do you have any advice on what maybe our listeners should be doing when they're updating their CV? Yes. As, do you know, I'm glad you asked me that question because um, I've got a 23-year-old daughter who finished university last year and she works, she's in, she works in marketing in fashion and beauty. And I don't know if it's tough in America, but fashion is a really hard industry to break into. Um, and she was putting a CV out there and not getting the response she wanted. And I think that's one of the things that we all find, you know, you need to stand out, right? So um, she basically, uh, this is, this was what her CV did look like. I don't know if you can see that there just briefly. I've got a white... For our listeners, it's like kind of what yeah. you would expect to see white piece of paper, some text on it. I mean, it has some color to it. It's, it's like me, you know, it's, 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 it's okay. It would get lost. It would get lost in the, in the show. Yeah, right? and I think that's, that's a problem. So again, this is, this is where we use social media. So we sat down and we looked at, um, brands she wants. First of all, we looked at the brand she wanted to work for. And she was really keen on Burberry. Um, she was really keen on Cosmopolitan. And so um, she's obviously in marketing. So she, she looked at, um, there was an article about the, one of the designers uh, at uh, Burberry uh, who'd been featured in the Wall Street Journal. So she recreated her CV into that article uh, from the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if you can see this now. Can you see the, the yeah. So for our listeners, you're missing out because on the video portion, we're actually looking at what looks like a copy of the Wall Street Journal. It's like a so magazine, she, yeah. Yeah, so she transposed her CV onto um, uh, the magazine and wrote out the, the, the internal um, you know, pieces of it, etc. And the, the, the grabbing headlines on the front. And so this is what you can see, which is basically her, her CV. So this is cool. I know it was really cool. So from that um, CV, she she got about five uh, opportunities. Um, we put this though. The, the smart thing about this is we posted this on LinkedIn because obviously, as we said just now, a lot of people look on LinkedIn for um, job opportunities, and um, we posted it with a little piece at the front saying, you know, uh, she was a creative marketeer having trouble trouble breaking into the industry. Get anyone offer their advice? This is my CV, etc. And she had the VP. I can't say the name of the company because she's having a final interview with them soon. But she got a call from the VP of this big sportswear fashion brand, and she's had two interviews with them. So I was like, "Yay! Really, you know, job That's done." Awesome. 
so I think the moral of the story of that though is you do have to try and stand out obviously again you have to be appropriate for your industry or you know that fits the fashion industry because you know she, she picked the right medium um, but you can do things on LinkedIn that will make you stand out or create something that's going to make you, you stand out and um, the other thing she did which I love she came up with this idea she had the first interview with this company and um, she just got these cupcakes uh, made, which, which were really cute. And she just had the brand of the, the company on a little, you know, paper cutout on the top, which we, which we got made. So that when she joined the interview, she had a, a little cupcake with a brand on the top, which the interview, oh I've never had a cupcake with my brand on it. So I just think, you know, that's, you know, it's going to be tough when we come out of this next um, new, new world period. If you want to get the right job, if you want to get into the industry, uh, you, you know, of your choice, you have to stand out. You have to be different. Um, so I think any creative things you can do without being over the top, I think there's a line, but um, I think uh, you, you have to stand out. Yeah. So cupcakes at an interview, maybe not like a marching band or something. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I did see some, something someone did where they sent like someone a Starbucks coffee thing. So I think, you know, You've got to draw the line. You don't want to stalk someone. You don't want to make them feel too uncomfortable. But I definitely think there are some things that you can do um, if you do get interview opportunities. Um, and certainly, I think what will happen is a lot more interviews will be online as we're talking now rather than face to face. So I think that, again, being prepared for your interview and actually looking right, making sure that you've checked the sound, you've checked the, the background, whatever's going on behind you. That you've got uh, maybe some some slides to show your um, interviewer will be really useful when we come through to the next period of maybe people re-recruiting um, back into their companies. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm just trying to think of how you can translate cupcakes to a virtual interview, but there's got to be a way out there. Get creative, guys. The personal touch is always important. I think that you know um, people want people who are prepared. You've spent the time to maybe research them on LinkedIn so they know who they're speaking to, they know about the company and the brand. Um, but maybe people that have also come prepared. So, you know, if you're doing a, a call like this for your interview, make sure you have like a slide ready to quickly show someone, I have something I made earlier, would you like to see it? You know, at the right time, obviously. But I think, um, yeah, be prepared and be organized. Um, you know, so you, can't, you could do something simple like that that I've just shown you, that CV. Um, uh, to, to show the interviewer that you, you've actually thought about it. Yeah, such a good way just to stand out a little bit. Absolutely. Love it, Faye. Well, you mentioned to us the sentiment of generosity of spirit. Uh, yeah. Can you talk to us about your personal growth over the years and how that translates to your daily life? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, obviously I, I was successful or I am successful. I had, had a, a really lucky break and... and um, made my business uh, one of the largest event agencies in the UK. Um, but I also felt like at the same time, as I said to you, I think it's really important that you don't just give lip service to giving back. I know a lot of companies have charity activities. As a leader, I was always at the front of every single activity. And that means whatever the team threw at me or I threw at them, I would be there leading the way. So over the years, I've done everything from sleep in a cardboard box to climb Ben Nevis, to cycle 550 miles from Paris to the UK, um, 
I was due to abseil down a 160 foot cathedral on the 6th of June, but that's cancelled because of where we're at. But I'm gonna, and I hate heights by the way. So, um, so over the years, I probably I've raised over a hundred thousand pounds, which is about one hundred thirty thousand uh, dollars for charities. Um, so that's that's something I really you know, and I, I I still work with BCD on the charity committee there, and I, I really find it an important part of the culture at any company to have a strong ethos of giving back, and, and BCD are really brilliant at that. So, um, but also the other thing I, I've done is I'm a chair of trustees for a small charity called the Muscle Health Foundation. So it's a charity that delivers dreams to boys and girls that have muscular dystrophy. So, um, and at the moment, because we can't do anything physically live because they're vulnerable, um, you know, in terms of their health, um, we are working on a virtual program. So we're looking at how we can deliver virtual dreams to them. So that's something that I do. And obviously Fast Forward 15 is a not-for-profit. Um, you know, people get that mentoring free of charge. So I think generally I, I'm someone who always likes to help and do things. And like at the moment, so I'm clearing my house out because we're all stuck at home, right? So we're all going to be in for a while. And I don't know about you, but we're... We're, we're still um, in lockdown for another few more weeks. Um, so well, maybe longer. So one of the things I've been doing is just, there's a couple of um, uh, website, local Facebook groups that are like Greener Godalming and um, Buy Nothing. The people maybe who don't have much money or maybe they've lost their jobs, etc. And so I make sure I, I try wherever I can. I've just delivered a load of goodie packages to all those people. Um, you know, I put stuff on there if they want it and I'll deliver it to them and, and, you know, leave it on their doorstep. I just think in life, if you can help other people, then why not? I agree. Cody and I absolutely agree with that. And I know with the fast forward 15, I mean, that also is just keeping you busy because that doesn't stop either. Tell yeah. us what is the state of mind of those mentees right now or over the past couple months, are they yeah. working? Are they taking it straight? Are they seeing this as an opportunity? Yeah. Um, well, do you know what? They're all in different positions. So some people have lost their jobs. I'll be really honest with you. Um, one of the mentees phoned me last week and said she had a call with her boss last Friday and half of the business have been laid off. They're a travel-orientated um, company, luxury travel. Half of the company has been, you know, been made redundant. So she was um, feeling a little bit, you know, needing a bit of a pep talk. And, and we just talked about some of the things that she's done over the year. And one of the things that she's done is set up a blog called Tipsy Travel Talks. And um, Tipsy being a little bit drunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we use we're that term too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I said to her, well, why don't you focus on, you know, doing some things, more things around that? So um, I think it's hard. I mean, you know, let's face it nothing like this has happened in the you know since about 1919 or whatever when the, the the last worldwide pandemic happened but and i've never experienced anything like this before so i think it is hard for um people who are maybe uh further back in their career or just starting it in their career um, i actually quite like it because i'm doing all the jobs that i haven't been able to do for the last 25 years um, so I'm actually loving it and clearing everything out and I'm refurbishing different things and doing gardening and what have you and making bread. Um, whereas my daughter and, you know, friends are all 
like oh my god we can't wait to get out we want to go and have a drink somewhere and have a party so i think different people are at different stages so with the mentees i think that some are really positive that they're, they're, they're taking it as an opportunity to reset their goals um and i think that's what i've tried to emphasize to them you know things happen in life you can't always have a smooth sailing you know sometimes you hit an iceberg and you've got to redirect the course or you know get in the lifeboat or whatever it is and if that happens to you then you need to move quickly look at what you can do not at what you can't do um and try and come up with some new small goals that just keep you motivated and keep you moving forward so um i think personal goals are, are good too at this time so it's good to maybe set yourself some small goals that you can you can do yourself like whether it's walk 10,000 steps a day, even if it's around your home, if you can't get out, um, whether it's doing that yoga video or learning something new, like I've learned to make bread, um, which is really good. Um, just the small things can help you keep motivated um, every day uh, on a personal basis as well as the business things. Yep. I have a good friend, Jessica, who has, that has been her goal is to make some bread during this time. And oh I mean, that's, it sounds fun. It sounds a little complicated. I mean, I've never tried to make bread before in my life, but it sounds a little complicated. And though I remember, I remember Faye, when you showed me your raised garden beds outside too, I think that is such a cool goal to have because they look awesome. Yeah. Um, I've literally, I've got, I'm like a little organic farm now. I have, you know, that's my little project at the moment. So um, yeah, it's, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, it's, and also I like, you know, I, I, I like, it gives me, it's like therapy making things. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I want to shift gears and talk about the hospitality side of things. Yeah. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like? Do you have any idea or a prediction at least of what the hospitality industry is going to look like in maybe two to five years? Yeah. Hang on. Let me just get my crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, do you know what? That's a really difficult question. So first of all, I think that in the short term, we're all going to stay local. I think there's going to be a lot of um, you know, US to US travel, which is, which is good for you guys because you have a big, huge country with loads of places you can go. But I think that it's going to be, uh, you know, in country. And I think in the UK, especially, I think a lot of people, for example, this, if that, if we do get an opportunity to, to get out this year, I think people will be staying in the UK. And I think that's probably more, uh, uh not necessarily, um, about going to places is about the, the health risk you know i do what happens if i get sick what's going to happen to me if i get ill what's the healthcare system like in that country will i be able to be looked after will i be able to get home you know so i think i think for the short term i think that that will happen i know that um uh longer term or i, I believe longer term that there will be measures put in place whereby we might have to have health passports um but i think it depends on if you know if they create a vaccine for this um virus then i think obviously things may change so so it's very hard to give you like a black and white answer yet two years time we're all going to be fine i do think that this may have changed some of the population's view on uh how they travel and looking at uh, their work patterns, i.e., you know, we've all be enjoyed being at home maybe to some extent. Um, you know, people people may uh, find that traveling is a little bit different. They, as I said, they may want to be more close to home. And the longer trips, for example, 
um, maybe less, maybe air travel may be more expensive, possibly. I don't know. If, if um, airlines are struggling at the moment, or say we have to have uh, flights where people are spread out more, that's going to push the cost up. So I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to look beyond 2020. Um, I'd like to be positive uh, beyond that, but I think it really will depend on what happens next. But I think we should we should keep positive. Um, we should, you know, support wherever we can um, locally. And also, the one thing that has been really interesting is the virtual meetings explosion that's that's happening. I know I was talking to one of the guys at the BCD virtual team today, and they have just had an influx of meetings coming in, and are doing you know some fantastic um, events and and had great feedback. So. I think that that side of things may be something that, that is the next phase and um, may be cost effective or more, more cost effective and work, um, work well. But I still think face-to-face -face is a beautiful thing. I agree. I can't wait to see Cody face-to-face -face again. Oh, it's yeah. going to happen sometime soon. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. But I think, the, I think that you're absolutely right, Faye. I mean, we ask this question a lot, but nobody really knows. I think we're just going to have to keep an eye out and just keep constantly giving a pulse check and seeing where we're at and taking yeah. it maybe week by week. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, one part of me thinks everything will change and that will all be different. And then another part of me thinks, well, you know, I think people do want to get back to some sort of normality. Um, I do think we need to consider the environment more and, mm -hmm. and do things. I think that we could do things more effectively and efficiently. Um, but I still think that getting together and the industry we're in is probably one of the most important industries. And, you know, we all love to travel, right? We all have that curious gene that means, you know, we want to go and see things. I mean, you know, I've got a list of things I want to do, Machu Picchu, you know, Lamanjaro, I want to do all these things. It's, it's uh, that curious gene, isn't it? That you want to go and see things and see the world and experience different cultures. So I don't think that's going to go away. I think, this generation, this this generation that's that's just coming up uh, in the early twenties, want to travel even more than probably we did. So. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, Brooke and I, we had to reschedule our trip to New Zealand later this year. Um, um, that's yeah. been a dream of ours to go down there, but um, you know what? I, it's not a cancellation in my mind. It's just a just a delay. We'll do it maybe Perfectly. next year or something. Yeah. yeah. But Faye, this has been so cool having you on the podcast. Got to ask our favorite question. If you had to leave our event professionals with just one takeaway or piece of advice during this time, what would that be? Okay, so number one is you have to believe in yourself um, above everything else. So that's really important. Uh, number two is I would really strongly advise getting a mentor. Um, you are uh, five times more likely to achieve your goals if you have a mentor. And you, I think it's 22% more likely to achieve a pay increase, which is always good news, all right? So get a mentor. Um, and I think sometimes find someone that you respect or you admire in the industry and just message them and say, you know, would you consider having a coffee with me once a quarter just to, to be my mentor? I think a lot of people find um, they're flattered, so they might say yes. I think that's that's another tip I would give. And I think the last thing is be positive. What you put out there is what will come back to you. So keep positive 
and keep proactive and um, hopefully it will be all good. Hope for the best. Yeah. Keep a smile on your face. Have that confidence, believe in yourself and find somebody that can help mentor you. I think that's solid advice. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would like to promote or share with our listeners or how could they get in touch with you in the Fast Forward 15 program? Well, you've got, uh, behind me is my uh, <laughs> media, which is great. Um, the social media uh, um, is all there if they want to, I mean, please follow us on Instagram. We're trying to build up our following on that and I'm really focusing on that this year. It's been one of my lockdown goals to increase my uh, followers and I've actually just made a really crazy video which um, I'm going to be playing in the next few weeks um, so it's uh, something I've done this year we normally have a graduation event and we couldn't do that live we couldn't do that face to face so we're doing a virtual graduation so on Monday I'm making mojitas at lunchtime uh, we're sharing our um, achievements online and the mentors are giving their awards but they, I've got a surprise video I've made on the on the sort of the basis of love actually, which is really funny. Um, well, I think it's funny anyway. And um, uh, so 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 I think that's great. So if people could follow us on Instagram, that'd be great. And if they want to know more about the program, they can either link in with me. And um, we do have a forum too. I just launched a um, a Fast Forward Fifteen forum, which is going to be a platform to help people that may be looking for jobs that um, want to promote themselves in terms of um, freelance work or other or employers who are looking to take people back on, on um, in, in the next few months or whatever. So I'm just trying to help people uh, and it's all not for profit. So, um, you know, hopefully that should help a few people. And yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's all good. We can include those links in the podcast description as well. So you can get in touch with Faye. Oh, also awesome. My, my able assistant here just reminded me also, we have a, a, the website there, which you can obviously look at. And that tells you all about the program if you want to know more. So, but. Um. Excellent. Yeah. So for all of our listeners, it's fast forward 15 UK on Instagram. You're not going to want to miss this surprise from Faye. <laughs> so Faye, thank you yeah. so much for joining this very yeah. special edition of Videocast. I loved talking to Faye. I loved her story of how she started from the bottom and made her way to the top. It's so inspiring and perfect for our Friday episode. So cool. And for you guys, if you want to get more episodes or exclusive content, you can head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. You can also check out the episode description for a link to additional resources. And if anyone out there has other inspiring topics during these times, please let us know by emailing us at podcast at cvent.com. We'd love to have you on the show. Before you guys know it, we're going to have another great episode. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.